What is going on, party people? This is the Dirt Bike Channel Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Brotherson, and I'm uh, going to talk about 2023 YZ450FX. Yes, it is that time. I've had the bike for, I don't even know, a minute now, and uh, the weather in Utah has not been cooperating. We've been having a really, really good snow year here in, here in Utah. That's good for the skiers of the world, and that's good for our lakes and uh, water situation and reservoirs and all that kind of stuff. It's not good for dirt bikers. It hasn't been good. It's been hard for me to get out. It's been cold, wet, all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's a little uh, riding area that's not too far from where I live. And I've gone out there several times through the month of January and February just thinking, hey, is this going to be dry enough for me to go ride? I should have just gone down to St. George, uh, which is about four hours south of me, but I haven't. In fact, one of my buddies just went down there last week and then it snowed. He, went, he drove all the way down there uh, you know, to southern Utah, St. George, and then there was snow on the ground and it was just like it snowed that night and it was just like okay this this is kind of stinky uh but yeah up here in uh central northern ish utah or whatever it's been tough it's been tough to be able to get out and find you know time or find dry places to ride uh but i finally was able to get out a few days ago uh what day was it saturday and i'm recording this on a monday so it's been about 48 hours since i was able to get out on the yz 450 fx now the yz 450 fx it is going to be a sweepstakes bike for the month of march if you pay attention to what i'm doing uh here at dirt bike channel you know that i ride these bikes do content on the bikes, review them, these types of things, give you some feedback. And then I typically just turn around and give them back to you as sweepstakes bikes. Uh, you'll be able to win this bike as well as this amazing, sick, awesome, bad, a gas gas, uh, AKA, or also known as the iron horse. All of that will be on my website starting March 1st, and it'll go March 1 through March 31. Uh, you'll be able to get entries into those uh, two different motorcycles by buying any gear on my website during that time or using my affiliate links to Rocky Mountain ATV, and you'll get some uh, entries that way. So uh, that <laughs> what kind of world do we live in when a 2023 YZ450FX is the consolation prize in the sweepstakes? It's the world that we're in right now because the gas gas I'm going to be giving away, it is more than a $25,000 build. Uh, my buddy Tyler, uh, who runs the... Um, uh, at Enduro underscore builds page on Instagram. He's we just he came to me and he's like, hey, what if we did this thing? What if I buy this bike and I do this, you know, major uh, build on this thing and then you buy it from me and offer it as a sweepstakes bike? And it works really great for both of us because uh, that way he could spare no expense and we could agree on a price. And then he had a buyer, so he wasn't going to lose money on the bike after it was done. He's able to do it, get some exposure on his channel, and then or I mean his uh, Instagram. And then I'm able to offer it as a sweepstakes bike and hopefully it works really well. Hopefully you guys are super excited about it because it is the, it is just incredible. It's an incredible build. So that'll be happening in March. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Hold any of the orders that you would normally place. If you were going to place an order for a t-shirt, a tie down hoodie, a hat, whatever on my website, dirtbikechannel.com, just hold on until March and then you'll get the entries into that sweepstakes. So that's what we have going there. If you want to support these podcasts and this type of thing, one of the easiest and best ways to do it is to use my links to Rocky Mountain ATV when you're buying gear, tires, uh, you know, whatever parts for your dirt bike, go to my website, dirtbikechannel.com. And then there's a shop Rocky Mountain ATV link right there. Boom. You click on that and then you order your stuff with Rocky Mountain ATV just like normal. Okay. Uh, and that helps to support me. It gives me a kickback on the, any of the products that you buy. 
Um, so let's talk about this YZ450FX. So the last time I had a YZ450, it was the F model, which is the motocross model. And we're talking, it was a 2014, I believe. And a lot of you will know, or some of you will know, that I started this uh, dirt bike journey on a, um, a 2009, I think it was, yeah, 2009 YZ450F motocross bike, you know, kickstart all that stuff. And it nearly killed me. It nearly took my desire to ride dirt bikes and put it through the crapper. I was basically done. I wasn't having any fun. I was riding a motocross bike on like gravel roads and rocky trails and things and rocky Jeep trails. And I wasn't having any fun. It sucked. It was the wrong bike for the job. Uh, that was nine model years ago. And the only reason we're having this conversation is because I got a, I got a 2012 KTM 300 XCW and was introduced to single track and this whole two stroke world. And it changed my life, changed the tra- trajectory of my life. Uh, then a few years later, I bought a 2014 YZ450 and was riding that. Not a whole lot had changed. I still wasn't able to ride the bike. I mean, I, it's just most of us humans don't need a 450. And that continues to be the truth for me today, especially with different the types of terrain that I'm normally riding. Um, but we'll get back to that. I'll come back to that. Um, <clears throat> so, excuse me, I get, get a little drink here. One sec. So it's been nine model years since I've had a YZ, like a Yamaha 450. And some things have changed, obviously. Uh, and other things have not really changed. And we'll talk about, uh, talk about them in a little bit. But right off the bat, I, w- I just want to kind of <clears throat> highlight, you know, that as soon as I leave the truck and I go kind of up this single track trail that's got um, rocks, there's a lot of rocks and it. it's kind of like you're kind of going down like a, a rock bed almost and you've got rocks or a gravel bed almost. I mean, you've got rocks that are anywhere from, you know, golf ball size clear up to like basketball size. And the ones that are really the challenging ones are like baseball size rocks up to like cantaloupe size rocks. Uh, because they just will wreak havoc with your front end and your rear end. And you can't miss all of them. You just can't because you're going to go through this, these little rock beds and stuff. And so you're going to be hitting some of these things. And I'm reminded right off the bat that Yamaha makes these bikes thinking that you're going to be mostly riding on moto tracks. It's like, that's like the baseline of what the suspension has been designed around is that you're not going to encounter any roots or rocks. You're going to be on some moto track somewhere or some wide open desert out in California where it's pretty smooth, you know, and your speeds are going to be fast. They think you're going to be going in third gear, fourth gear with your hair on fire and on pretty smooth stuff because these suspension settings are pretty darn stiff between the chassis that, um, you know, aluminum chassis, I think it's quite rigid. The front end feels rigid. The rear end feels rigid you know, and it's pretty darn stiff. And so within just a couple of minutes, I'm just like, screw this crap. And I knew that like in 2020, uh, most of the time I get these KYB suspensions. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter whether I'm on the Yamaha YZ450FX or I'm on a Sherco. The, these people are typically making them really stiff. And so I took the freaking handlebars off because yes, I like to kind of move my handlebars. I just really typically like my handlebars to be pretty much in line with my suspension, my forks. And of course there's no finger clickers. So my now clickers for my compression are directly under my handlebars. And I even have one of those tools. It's like the little teeny flat head screwdriver tool thing or whatever. And I try to get that in there and wiggle and try to do this, you know, um, loosen up the compression on the forks and I can't do it. So I take the bloody 
I use my little tool and I take my bloody handlebars off so that I can loosen my clickers and I turn the clickers all the way out. I'm just like, screw this crap. I'm going to turn my clickers on the, on the forks all the way out to soften them up as much as I possibly can. Um, and I did that and I loosened them up as much as they'll go now also. Um, and I'm not, this is another thing to keep in mind. Most of the time I install tubeless on my bikes. Um, almost always this being one exception where I didn't, because I, I just figured I wasn't going to be able to have the bike a ton especially, and it wasn't going to be trying to ride it in any sort of a hard enduro situations. I would mostly try to ride it in desert, more open, wide open terrain where the bike is more suited. And I was like, I'm going to not put tubeless on this bike. So what that means is uh, I'm running tubes on the front at 15 pounds because I just can't do anything less than 15 pounds, especially with the standard tube, which the, you know, the bike is going to have standard tubes and those tires. So it's running 15 pounds in the front. So I'm, I'm keeping that in mind as well. I, I knew it was going to be stiff. I knew it was going to feel stiff and it was going to maybe even going to feel a little bit more stiff than what I'm typically used to because I'm running 15 pounds of pressure in that front tire rather than like seven or eight. Cause if I'm running tubeless, I can run, you know, seven PSI typically in my front tires. Can't run seven PSI in a tube. I can't and not with the rocks and things that we have around here. Uh, Cause I will pinch the tube and me- like right off the bat within 20 minutes, I'll pinch the tube and I'll be, have a flat tire. So I left it on 15 PSI. So I knew it was going to be stiff. But here's what I will say though. Once I loosened the, the clickers all the way up, um, I went from bouncing off everything like a pogo stick to it becoming, you know, more manageable after taking the clickers all the way out. So, uh, that is, that's a good thing, you know? And again, if you are riding this thing in fourth gear out through the desert or if you're in California, Southern California, desert type stuff where I think a lot of this testing goes on and you're not hitting a bunch of rocks, um, it's probably really good. <laughs> but since I'm up here in Utah in the Rocky Mountains in second gear and third gear a little bit, uh, it's it's pretty dang stiff and you're bouncing off everything. It's a pogo stick. The, the suspension is too stiff for those types of things. Uh, but if you're, if you're going to ride some moto with this thing, it'd probably be really good. Like if you're a slow moto rider like me, it's probably actually fantastic as far as the suspension goes on that. Um, so just something to note, if it's slower terrain, hard enduro terrain, really rocky terrain, really rooty terrain, your suspension's probably going to be pretty stiff. I'm 175, 174 pounds right now before gear. By the time I get all the gear and everything on, I'm sure I'm more than a little bit more than 200 and I'm, and I've got, you know, 105 millimeters of sag on that thing. Hardly had to turn it at all to get that. In fact, I might not have had to turn my ring at all anyway. So I'm, I'm right in the range for, for the weight on these things. Uh, so yeah, that that's suspension, quite stiff, nothing too um, crazy there. Most of these bikes are pretty stiff. The only ones that I feel are not that stiff are like the KTM 300 XE. Well, the KTM XEW line is, is one of the only ones that I don't feel is too stiff these days. Um, I haven't had a beta for a couple of years. Um, the last time I had a beta, it was, it was a race edition and they did have that sucker super stiff. But when I've had like the standard edition betas, they've actually been pretty good on the valving, but it's been a hot minute since I've had one of those. Even the Shurkos, I feel like the Shurkos come too stiff, especially where Shurko is supposed to be like more of a hard enduro bike or whatever. I feel like they come set up for, for desert fast. Holy crap. Fast. You know, most of them. Um, but yeah, so KYB on that front fork and the rear, and you can tune how tune that however you want. That's one of the best reasons to go with the Yamaha, which, 
I'm going to get into some other reasons here why you might want to go with the Yamaha. Uh, but one of them is just everybody knows how to tune that KYB fork. So it's, it's one of the awesome things. So moving on to the motor. Holy crap. Holy crap. There is so much power on that bike. It, I, I, I don't know. I haven't looked at dyno charts or anything like that, but I'm just like, they used to have a ton of power. And then I've been riding, you know, this, I'm not the best rider out there by any means. And I haven't ridden a ton in the last year and a half or so. So my skills probably aren't, well, they definitely aren't what they used to be as far as like enduro stuff, but there's so much power there. Now in the, they have a couple, a couple different maps that are kind of loaded already in the ECU and in the, um, you know, in your, your Yamaha power tuner app. Um, and it's, I think it's called the MX power feeling map. It's the main hot map. In fact, I'm just going to pull up that power tuner app here. Yeah. Yamaha power tuner app. And then you, you get in, you set up your thing. Yeah. So it's the, one of the maps is called MX power feeling. Um, and then they have one called hard terrain, uh, for map two. And they have one called Torquey. I created another map here, but Hey, in that freaking main hot map, Holy crap. It's too much. Like there's too much power for the type of terrain that I was riding where it's like Rocky and, and Rudy and whatever. It's too much power. And it just gives me talk about risk fatigue. Talk about arm fatigue. It wears you out because every little bump or every minor twist of the throttle kind of makes the bike feel like it's the Saturn V rocket trying to send you to the moon. You know, it's, it's just, there is so much power and it's so touchy. It's one of the things that people don't realize about these high compression, modern, you know, uh, super hopped up four strokes. You know, I get these people, you know, that are emailing me even today, like people are like, Hey, I've got this, uh, Kawasaki KLX 230R, or I'm riding this Honda CRF 230 or whatever, and I want to move up, you know, should I move up to like a, and they're usually talking about, you know, should I get a 254 stroke, like a Honda 250RX or a, or a Kawasaki, you know, the, the KX uh, 250X or whatever, or should I go with the 450? I'm always telling people, no, just step to the 250 for sure. But just know that it's going to feel super snappy and it's going to feel like kind of a fire breathing dragon. And you may not love it. It's going to be a big change for you because the bike is going to be super responsive. The motor and the throttle is going to be super sensitive and it's almost going to be like lurchy. Like it's boom, boom, boom. Like the power is right there, right under the surface and it's ready to just kind of break out, you know, like some beast. And that's how this motor feels. Holy crap. I'm sure for a person who is, if you've been riding moto for years and whatever, and you're way more adept at like these types of things than me, and it's probably great, you know, for certain people, for Eli Tomac, it's probably freaking fantastic. I was going down a hill. I, I put out a video, one YouTube video, and I think I started the YouTube video with this. Like I was going down a Jeep trail. And it doesn't look like it's that steep on the video, but it's relatively steep, especially for the fact that I was just like, I'd blip the throttle and the bike would wheelie going downhill. And I just think about that. I'm like, bikes don't usually wheelie when you're going downhill. They usually just like spin the wheel or whatever, but it was just like hooking up and wheeling, standing the bike right up on a, you know, you're on a 30 degree downslope or, you know, 20, 25, 30 degree downslope. And you hit the gas and what? it just wheelies. It's like, what in the actual, you know what I mean? So there's so much power there and it's too much power. There is too much power on tap with this bike 
even in its stock form, for mere mortals like me or you, most of us, riding tight, anything that's tight trails or rocky trails, there's too much power. Too much. I'm sorry, but it's true. And if you're offended by that, I'm like, hold, just think about it. I mean, there's how much of the power are you actually using? 20%, 15%. Most of us are not using more than that. I, I guarantee you I'm not using more than 20, 25% of the capability of almost any of these bikes that I'm riding. There's so much power there. Now, if you're just going to go do some major hill climbing or you're out at the sand dunes all the time and you just, it, man, it's going to be really fun. You know, it's going to be fun, especially if, the, if you're in smoother terrain where you can be going faster, that type of stuff. This bike is going to be fun. It's going to be like a fun factory, a smile factory. You're going to love it. And, you know, great. But if you're riding single track and there's it's tight trails or rocky trails or rudy trails or where you're changing direction a lot, unless you're a professional racer or what, I mean, this, this is just too much. There's too much power there. I'm sorry. But here's the, here's the silver lining to this discussion, though. So I'm out there. I was looking for places that weren't muddy, and I couldn't get hardly anywhere that wasn't muddy. Uh, so I just kind of stayed down closer to the truck, and I was messing around and doing some stuff. And so I'm like, I'm going to pull out the Yamaha Power Tuner app, you know? And I'm going to create a new map for myself, and I called it Soft as Butter. This is probably the biggest reason we'll buy a Yamaha over the Honda or the KTM or the Cowie or the Suzuki. Heaven forbid you still would buy it. Sorry. Um, but yeah, you can go right into the app. So you basically, you have to tear the side panel off your bike and get the, get the password to the Wi-Fi. As soon as you like hit the ignition for the bike, the bike, there's like a little, you know, Wi-Fi dongle thing that emits a Wi-Fi uh, signal that your phone, I use an iPhone. I'm assuming you might be able to get the, the app on Android as well, but on iPhone, you've got a pretty good app here where you then just, you know, connect to that Wi-Fi in the settings of your phone. And then you go in and now you're connected to the bike and you can, uh, there's maintenance logs that you can do. You can also see like an RPM gauge thing, but you can go in and create your own maps. Okay. So if the MX, power, the MX power feeling map is the hot one, and on the fuel injection side of things, they've kind of got it on zeros or negative one. So they're taking away a little bit of fuel. They're, they're, they're leaning out the mix just a little bit. And then on the ignition side of things, they're anywhere from plus two to plus three. So they're advancing the timing, I think, is what that is. So leaning out the fuel, advancing the timing, and the thing is just crazy. It just hits super hard. Uh, and they've got a couple other maps in here where you're adding fuel or taking ignition away. What I did, what I did is I'm like, I'm just going to go, and I don't even know if these are the max settings, but I'm going to go plus six across the board on the fuel injection. So I'm imagining that what I'm doing is adding fuel, enriching the mixture. And on the ignition, I went negative nine on everything. So I'm just like, I'm just seeing, just trying to see if I can make a huge difference in the bike like a huge difference in the way that this motor is feeling and how the power is delivered. And you can feel a huge difference. It's, it's basically it. I mean, it's like, it's kind of crazy because you can take the bike from a power or like a fire breathing dragon on that MX power feeling map. And then I created my own little map that is, I'm sure not the greatest running thing, but it was just like, I'm going to go plus six on fuel and I'm going to go minus nine on ignition across the board in all the different RPM ranges. And uh, if you get the app, you'll see what I mean. You've got like, you know, ranges where you're going at 2,500 RPMs, 5,000 RPMs. 
8,000 RPMs and 10,000 RPMs, um, and then like throttle, you know, your throttle position and stuff. Uh, and so you've got this, basically this graph, sorry, my computer just locked up here. Um, you got this, these graphs and these maps and you get to change your, so I do this and I'm like, okay, the, the bike is now soft. You, I almost, it's almost like I was able to turn this fire breathing 450 until like, a mellow 450 like even maybe even like a just like a torquey 250 <laughs> you know what i mean the bike still does feel more heavy than what a 250 would feel uh for sure but you're taking away i was able to take all the all of that snap away and all of that fire breathingness away and it made the bike for what i was riding it made the bike way more enjoyable to ride it wasn't it didn't feel like my wrist was needed to be in a brace, you know, to keep me from twisting my wrist and wrist and flipping rocks out the back behind me, you know, like you twist the wrist one millimeter if you're going on like a rocky trail or whatever, and it's going to start shooting sparks out the back and shooting these softball sized rocks like 20 feet behind you. I'm glad you don't ever want to follow somebody on a 450 too close. If you get on one of these trails where there's a lot of rocks, trust me. You don't want to follow too close behind somebody who's on a 450 because they're going to kill you with rocks. But if I, when I went to my own little soft as butter, like I affectionately named this map soft as butter. And I assign that to map two and map two is when the light is on. So you've got this little map switch up on like kind of on your left hand up near your left hand or whatever. When the light is not on, you're on map one. Um, and when the light, the blue light comes on, you're on map two. I could see that for sure. Once I, once I assigned soft as butter, my new amazing app or my new amazing map, once I assigned that to map two, then it was obvious to tell which is map one and which is map two based on the light versus no light. Because all of a sudden then the bike was fire breathing dragon when the light was off and it became this gentle giant or whatever. <laughs> it's not gentle giant, but it became a lot less snappy when the light was on, when I had that map two on. And so this is pretty incredible. Uh, I'm not usually a person who's like in gadgets and I don't spend a ton of time when I've had these bikes in the past, like I had the 2020 YZ250 FX. I didn't spend a ton of time like looking at all times, types of different maps. And because uh, I liked the bike, the 250 FX, I liked it in the hardest hitting map that there was. The, the motor is super snappy and super lively and exciting to me on that one in its hottest version, in its hottest form. On the 450, its hottest form, I, uh, it's too much for what I was riding. I'm sure if I went to the desert or wide open terrain or whatever, that, that would, I could have a ton of fun with it, but not where I was. And so the, the ability to just use this power tuner app and really make a like a noticeable tangible difference to the power this is amazing and it might be the biggest and the best reason to buy one of these yamahas over the honda over the ktm over the cowie because you're able to make meaningful changes out there on the trail my question is, why don't they all do this when you're able to see it and feel it? And I'm just sitting there kind of enjoying myself. It's a little bit warmer afternoon. And I know I can't go too far away from the truck because every time I get very far or climb any altitude at all, I'm getting into the wet, mucky stuff. So I'm just kind of down in the valley area, just kind of playing around, getting to know the bike and messing around with this and messing around with that and kind of doing this or that. And I'm like, I'm out here tuning the freaking bike and making huge changes just with my phone. We're in 2023 right now. Why 
doesn't KTM do this? Why doesn't Honda do this? Why doesn't Kawasaki do this? Give us some stupid little map switch that you can't even adjust and then go make you buy some aftermarket ECU if you want to change the power correct characteristics of your bike or Cowie put these little dongle like these little clips in there. They give you like a, a black one and a white one and a green one and everybody is sitting there arguing about what it does and oh, this one does that and oh, this one's the hot one and this one's the soft one. Oh, this is for hard terrain and this is for soft terrain. That is a bunch of garbage. Everyone else should be ashamed of themselves. The way that Yamaha is doing this is so much better. The way that they're allowing us to tune our bloody motorcycles, our 10, 12, 11, whatever thousand dollar motorcycles that we're buying from them. The way that they're allowing us to just kind of personalize that to us. I'm just like, it makes the rest of these manufacturers look like fools for not giving us this. Seriously, props to you, Yamaha. Thank you. You've been doing it for a long time, actually, many, many years. And so the, so the fact that like all these other manufacturers have not gotten on the board to do this, I'm like, what in the actual? It makes no sense to me. You know, and here's another thing. Here's something else. And I've noticed this on other bikes, especially on the YZ250FX. I remember a couple of years ago, I, I felt it on Saturday and I was like, oh yeah, I remember that for the other, from the other bike. When you soften the motor on this Yamaha and you take some of that hit out, some of that snappiness out, it also seems to soften the rear. It seems to soften the feel of the rear end of the bike. Now I know it's not actually doing that. It's not making any changes to the chassis. It's not making any changes to your preload or not changing your, your compression or your rebound. I know it's not physically doing anything, but there is something about when you take the snap off the motor, the rear end of the bike doesn't feel as lively. It feels more dead. It feels softer. It is weird. It sounds strange, but it's not the first time I've experienced it. And I've also felt it on other bikes too. It's not just the Yamahas, but it feels like it feels like it's almost more pronounced on the Yamahas. And it's probably because you can make wider changes to the way that the motor is delivering power. And so then I feel it more. I know it's weird, but by the end of the ride, once I had kind of played around with this and, and, and was seeing how I can make the motor so much softer, it just felt like the whole bike was getting a little bit softer and that was good, you know? And by the time, I don't know how many hours I put on it, not a ton and a couple hours or whatever. Um, just messing around and doing some stuff. Uh, I was liking the bike more and more. Now they still do feel heavy, you know, because it's every time you like go around some little corner or like radius turn or whatever, then you hit the gas, the bike just wants to stand up and wheelie, you know, there's just keep the front of see if you can keep the front wheel on the ground. I mean, that's just kind of the, the tricky part about these bikes. Uh, for most of my riding, I will just tell you, and you've known this, and this isn't going to come as any major surprise. I'd rather have the 250. I think the 250s are light. They're, they're obviously a little bit lighter. They feel lighter. They feel more playful to me. These 450s just feel bigger and more sluggish and more businesslike and a little less fun, although they a little more serious. They just take themselves really, really serious. And for most of the terrain that I'm riding, it's just too much. You know what I mean? So... But hey, it's going to be a sweepstakes bike for you guys and somebody's going to win it and it's going to be super fun, right? So I'll have more content on the bike. Uh, they are just amazing. It's amazing. These rocket, they are rocket ships. And I'd say, wow, it's they're, It's amazing that we're able to, to just, it's like a freaking F1 car, you know? It's like, you can't buy an F1 car. It's like the pinnacle, pinnacle of like motor racing, but you can buy 
the pinnacle of off-road dirt bike racing and essentially it's pretty much the same as what the pros are driving or riding or whatever you know eli tomac or or uh, ken roxon or or chase sexton or jet lawrence or hunter lawrence or whatever we're riding the same types of machines as they're riding it's pretty it's pretty amazing so anyway i should have some more content on this thing remember uh if you want to support this, use the link to Rocky Mountain ATV. That's the best way to do it. You can find them in the in the descriptions of my YouTube videos. You can find it in the description of this podcast. And you can also find them over on my website, dirtbikechannel.com. If you go over there, uh, there's a link to shop Rocky Mountain ATV. You just click on that link, and then you just order your stuff as normal. You log into your account as normal. They have they have amazing uh, pricing. They have free shipping on orders. I think it's over like $75. Uh, and here in the West, I get product really, really fast. In Utah, if I order it on a Monday, I typically have, you know, a Monday before about three o'clock or whatever. A lot of times I'll have it on my porch the next day. It's pretty crazy. It's great, great service, great selection. Uh, and then I will be having that, um, that Dirt Bike Channel sweepstakes starting in March, where we'll be giving away that gas, gas, iron horse, twenty-five dollars to $30,000 build. Uh, that'll be the grand prize. Uh, and then this... Um, YZ450FX will be the consolation prize to that sweepstake. So I want to thank you guys for everything. If you have any questions, you can always send me an email. It's kyle at dirtbikechannel.com. And uh, until next time, leave a single track. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.